Sorry. Did you put your name in a couple of the fire? No, sir. You asked one of the older students to do it for you? No, sir. You're absolutely sure? Yes, yes sir. Hello and welcome back to Think to the Brink, the longest hiatus I think we've ever had on the show. It's been yeah. like three months since our last episode. We're like block party. Is that a <laughs> reference you get? <laughs> it went on a very long hiatus. Kelly did a whole solo album in that hiatus. We're not quite as long as that though, right? No, no, no. That was years. Yeah, we were, we've been like three months since our last episode. Yeah, I mean, some bands do their side projects, don't they? Like Arctic yeah. Monkeys. Did they? Did Arctic Monkeys have a hiatus? Yeah, well, Thingy did. Um, what's his name? Alex Miles, Turner. Miles da- Davis. Alex Turner. Miles Davis did Last of the um, yeah, Shadow, Shadow Puppets. Puppets. Alex Turner did the music for Submarine as yeah. well. Richard Iowadi directed that, as he did the Vampire Weekend video Oxford Comma. So we may have been away for a while, but we still know. Our pop culture. <laughs> we, we, we still have facts. We managed to get five or six yeah, references there in there straight away, which is good. There we go. Um, but yeah, we've. Uh, I guess we should say what we've been doing. We've been busy. You've been writing plays and yeah, writing. So I was in a comedy musical, and now I'm writing a, a, a comedy musical, co-writing, I should say. Yeah, you always say um, that. I've started English teaching. Yeah. Busy schedules, and we haven't been able to get in a room together and record. But a lot of analysis, actually, in our respective field. You've been analysing. Oh, definitely. Poetry. Poetry. I've been analysing song composition. <laughs> so hopefully we can so, bring yeah. that to... Uh, it's it's all applicable to the podcast, isn't it? hundred percent. Life experience. Yeah, we've been, you know, keeping our analysis muscles yeah. well and truly. See, I know so little about gym stuff. Yeah. What's uh, the word? That muscles well... Toned. or Toned? No, uh, well um, exercised or used. <laughs> There's a word that I'm thinking of. I don't of. think this is about gym vocabulary. I think it's just synonyms at the moment. Biology. Yeah. No, like, you keep... You limbered. have a muscle well... No, lim- limbered. limbered is... Sexual. Um, no, no, that's not what I was going to... Limited uh, dancers. Oh, dancers, yeah. Yeah, Dance. maybe, maybe that's what I was... Maybe <laughs> yeah, sexual. All oh, right, dancers, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. maybe that's what I was thinking of, limbered. No, no, limber's more like a stretch. Yeah, okay. Well... Well, yeah, we've been keeping our vocal muscles. oiled, lubricated. Well oiled. <laughs> yeah, no, we're getting, Oiled was the word, getting, no, no, Well oiled. Well, that's more of a car manufacturer, isn't it, than an okay, well. exercise. But yeah, we have been uh, still still talking. Have you still been talking? To you? Well, no, well, generally. Well, okay, do you want... Yeah. <laughs> to me, yeah. No, I was just talking yeah, generally. We, my, you... my overarching point was going to be we've both still been practising talking. Oh, so right, yeah. Oh, podcast, of course, yeah, we've... Yeah, definitely. With been. other people as well. Oh, it's yeah. Polyamorous. Not not other podcasts, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bit of a sin. Yeah. But um, we have been talking to yeah. other people. I think it's fair to the listener to say. Keep our, yeah, to keep our voices well-oiled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> a rambling introduction <laughs> in true Think to the Brink form. But yeah, this week we're going to familiar ground, but uncharted territory in that ground. So it's like we've conquered the Americas... But we're going to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Roll titles. <laughs> I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And you're listening to Think to the Brink. My best scope for opinions, the mum's neck. Can, can Jesus choose which wine he turns it into? There needs to be some middle ground between a full stop and an exclamation point. Your taste buds are amazed. So it's basically like a glorified textbook writer. Is there any person in the world that is more of a yes man than Mr. Smith? <laughs> 
Was a tournament this week? Yeah, Harry Potter. When was the last time we did a Harry Potter themed episode? I mean, we've done quite a lot in the past. If you're uh, a new listener, you can go back in our yeah. archives. I mean, a lot of them have been characters. Whereas, well, I don't think we've done any on a Harry Potter event. No. <laughs> How many Harry Potter events are there? Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. Try was a tournament. Uh, well, that's <laughs> which is what we're doing. Goes without saying. Um, Halloween feast. I don't know. Christmas lunch. Yeah. Is it a lunch? Bill's wedding. Voldemort coming back to life. Can we say that as an event? <laughs> for some people, for the Death Eaters, I'm sure they celebrate that event. Yeah. Do you think they celebrate that every year? Do you reckon there's like an anniversary of that day that they sort of get together and a big barbecue at the Malfoys? How do you think they split the labour for the Malfoy barbecue? What do you mean? As a, a Lucy's oh, on right. burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Yaxley would bring buns. <laughs> I think Draco will probably be something like seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> He's just doing loads of black pepper, ground black yeah. pepper. Pettigrew would bring the beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would. He'd be uh, on charcoal. Oh, I don't know. He's uh, Narcissa. Narcissa? Yeah. No, Narcissa would do bakery. Yeah. Yeah, we are careful not to stereotype anyone. <laughs> um, what do you think Snape would do? Um, something. I think he'd show up late. Oh, okay. And be that. And be like, sorry, I was with Dumbledore. I mean... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, the Triwizard Tournament is... Uh, for, the, well, for those that <laughs> don't know, maybe we should do a brief definition. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, yeah, should we, get a, should we get a definition up? Yeah, let's, let's visit our old friend Harry Potter Wiki. So we've got a quotation here from Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> Eternal glory. That's what awaits the student who wins the Triwizard Tournament. But to do this, that student must survive three tasks. Three extremely dangerous tasks. The Triwizard Tournament was... Ooh, was. Well, it was discontinued, presumably, after this. Oh, yeah, I guess. It had been discontinued before, and they brought it back disastrously. Idiots. I think it was like the McBusted reunion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's unfair, too. They, well, they thought it would be really good. And they fly back together. Are they? Again. Well. They're, they're another band that go on multiple hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> the Trials of Tournament was a magical contest held between the three largest wizarding schools of Europe Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, Durmstrang Institute, and Beaubaton Academy of Magic. Yeah, good. Each school or being. Academy de Magique. There we go. Each school being represented by one champion. Well, already there's. So I'm straight away having some issues with the name. Yeah. Try Wizard. Oh, yeah, Try Witch. Should be, yeah, gender. Neutral, shouldn't it? Is wizard not the... Does it not revert to the masculine? I mean, I'm not saying it should. No, it's like... Warlock? A... Isn't warlock the gender neutral? <laughs> warlock is the gender neutral. I have neutral. a feeling. Maybe. Oh, no. No, a warlock. Man, I think warlock, warlock is, is masculine. <laughs> yeah. A man who practices witchcraft. A sorcerer. Sorcerer? No, sorceress. No, baby sorcerer. <laughs> it's got similar. Sorcerer. Wizard. Male witch. <laughs> so we can have, um, we can have male witch. We can have. It could be called the Tri Wizard or Witch Tournament, the Tri Person Tournament. Dumbledore uses the term wizards to refer to both males and females. Hermione, please believe us, Dumbledore. I do, Miss Granger. But the word of three thirteen-year-old wizards. Oh, okay. Oh, there, here we go. There are other terms such as magician. <laughs> That's more of a yeah, rabbit okay. out of a hat. Magical, magic folk. Yeah. Wand carrier. <laughs> the Tri Wand Carrying Tournament. <laughs> and then more specifically. Aura, students, Hogwartians. Hogwartians? Yeah, they, can't, they can't call it the Tri-Hogwartians, can they? Because no. there's three different schools. Three, three competitors, three tasks, three schools. 
It's selected champions completing three tasks, yeah, traditionally judged by the headmasters or headmistresses of the competing schools. That's a flaw, I think, having their headmaster, because they want their champions to win. Yeah, true, but they also have to... Well, yeah, no, you're right, because Dumbledore is quite impartial, and then the other two just aren't. No, not at all. Karkarov. And Maxime. Yeah. Nice that we went for the surname of Karkarov. What's his first name? Igor. Very good. <laughs> Very good. And then Maxine. No, Maxime is her son. A madam Maxine. Yeah. A lamp. A limp. A lamp. Very good knowledge. I can't forget. Um, designed to test blank, blank, and blank. That's another three, but what are the three blanks? Um, courage. Yeah. Fortitude. No. Daring. Mm. Um, gumption. Uh, so courage was one intelligence oh intelligence and magical ability yeah very good did you see that no I didn't very, very good champions competed for the uh, compete. I love the past tenses <laughs> so well this was in the 1994 <laughs> school year wasn't it so, so it's got here I, it just caught my eye dates of the tournament 1294 1494 or 1594 1792 and 1994 to 1995. So they do it like every 300 years. Every 200, 200 300 years. <laughs> That's quite a prestigious tournament. Yeah. But I thought it was supposed to be like the World Cup or something. Like it was once every four years and then too many people died. So they stopped doing it. And then... They stopped doing it in, yeah, due to a high death toll. It was renowned. Champions have died. In 1994, the tournament was revived with restrictions in place in an attempt to stop potential deaths. One of those restrictions was that all applicants had to be over the wizarding age of the majority, which is 17. And that failed miserably. Both the bid to prevent deaths and the bid to prevent 17-year-olds from competing. The Under 17-year-olds. Yeah. yeah, 1994 Tribes of Tournament is famous for having had four competing champions and for also having ended in tragedy with the death of Cedric Diggory and for the re- rebirth of Lord Voldemort. <laughs> didn't go well, did it? <laughs> That the rebirth of Lord Voldemort. Yeah, that was it's quite not, a bit. It's yeah. not considered one of the best no. Triwizard Tournament. Because he completely uses the tournament as a plot. It's oh. based around the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very much... It's, it's a departure for JK. Um, I saw a comedy show that... Uh, one joke I found quite funny was... It was like, oh, JK Rowling. Sorry, a bit of respect. Just kidding, Rowling. <laughs> and then for the rest of the show, referred to her as just kidding, Rowling. <laughs> I like that. Just to continue, big shout out to Brogan. Very funny. It also says here that there have been at least 125 editions of the tournament. Hogwarts has 63 wins and Beau Baton has 62. So Dermstrang got zero. <laughs> <laughs> that, seems, that seems very unlikely. He's, you think that would have come up? Yeah. Maybe that's why Karkaroff's so competitive. Maybe we can forgive him. Yeah. He wants to be the first ever headmaster to lead Durmstrang to a victory. If they have a one it seems t- very unlikely. They seem to be quite tough and competitive. Yeah. Victor Crumb, very tough international Quidditch player. Well, yeah, but so maybe they go for celebrities. Maybe maybe their <laughs> entry is always a celebrity entry <laughs> as opposed to someone who's actually... <laughs> <laughs> talented. Maybe, Victor Crumb is supposed to be quite magically talented. I know, I think he's quite magically talented, but are you telling me that someone who is the best seeker in the world at the time, I would argue, I think you, yeah. is also the best competitor for the Triwizard Tournament? <laughs> who would you, also, who also, would you have put forth? For, what, from Dermstrang? Yeah. My, my extensive knowledge of Dermstrang <laughs> students. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I think there's one I'm, other one that gets named. Uh, it's called like Polyakov or yeah, something. Yeah, I would have put more Polyakov. <laughs> yeah, I think. But also, I think I don't. What 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 is the is the criteria 
of the cup? What is the criteria of the cup choosing names? What do you mean the cup choosing names? Oh, the so, cup choosing the names. Yeah, choosing the champion. Um, it's based on who it thinks will be the best champion. So not sure, who's going to be the biggest celebrity so who are, or the best value. But surely then the cup could tell you who's going to win. <laughs> if the cup no, can choose because... who's going to be the best champion, it can tell you who will probably win. So, I think it would have a good guess, but it can't account for luck and chance. But I think it wants to create a diverse bill. <laughs> so I think the cup, I, I, I would argue, completely unfounded. But So that, that, hence there's one woman. The cup wants to keep make the best tournament that it can. Yeah, but they're all white, the competitors, so it's not that diverse a bill. No, but that, that's just Harry Potter, isn't it? Yeah, well, JK will listen, just kidding, Rowling will listen to this. The films, though, well, maybe we'll, we'll have to say the films, because she didn't... A lot of characters aren't. Actually, Angelina Angelina Johnson. Angelina Johnson is black, and she tries to compete. In the oh, book, yeah. she puts her name in the Goblet of Fire, but she doesn't win. Yeah, but why does Cedric win? He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. All rounder. Yeah, why is he in Hufflepuff though? Really, is because he's very good at everything. Yeah. He's sort of the the antiquity of it. <laughs> so the antithesis of a Hufflepuff. And hu- yeah, there's there's that one. Uh, sorting Hat song that's like Gryffindor is real. I think I've, I might have said this on the podcast before. Gryffindor is really brave, Slytherin ambition, Ravenclaw clever. And then there's the lyric, and Hufflepuff will take the rest. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of love for Hufflepuff. It's the most damning. I think, I think most people would prefer to be, like if you do it on Pottermore or whatever, Hufflepuff is the one that people want to be the least, even more so than Slytherin. Yeah. Because if you're a Slytherin, you'd be like, oh, well, maybe I'm a bit of a snake sometimes. I'm quite cunning and a bit dangerous. But Hufflepuffs, you do not want to admit in public that you've no, been sorted got... into Hufflepuff on Pottermore. I keep getting sucked into side facts, also known as said by Amos Diggory and Pretty Boy Diggory by the Weasley twins. <laughs> so do you think Harry would have won? had he been allowed to enter for Hogwarts. Because basically, I think the way that they tricked him in, so it was Barty Crouch, a.k.a. Mad-Eye Moody, mm. tricked the Goblet of Fire into thinking that there were four schools, and Harry's name was the only one in his fourth school. Yeah. So he had to win. Okay. It would have been embarrassing if he'd lost. So do I think if he'd been, a ge- if he'd been allowed to enter, uh, would he have beaten Cedric? Effectively, that is the question, yeah. Hmm... No, because I think I think even if you had the age range, you've got to take into account that Cedric knows more magic. Yeah, and also like better looking. Harry was not better looking, better vampire, and not really relevant, <laughs> but it's true. And uh, yeah, Harry doesn't really know much Anything. at all. He, he gets so much help. He has Dobby. He has Mad Eye. Yeah, Snape. Hagrid. Snape helps him with everything ever. Yeah. Um, does he? Is or is that just the first book? Is Snape constantly helping Harry <laughs> secretly? No, I think I think it's more the first book. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hagrid helps him with the dragons. Yeah. Moaning Myrtle helps him. I mean, you could argue that I've I've just read <laughs> a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, and that poses the argument that overnight successes and individualism doesn't exist and it's when you're born and it's all about people being helped so if we go by Gladwell's <laughs> argument a good citation there um, then uh, everyone is getting different help I mean I think Cedric had some help didn't he like Moaning Myrtle helps them both Moody told Cedric 
It's the prefect's bathroom as well. Yeah. Why does it have to be the prefect's bathroom? What do you mean, why does it have to be the prefect's bathroom? Why, why, does why, do why do you have to open the egg in the prefect's bathroom? No, you don't have to open it in the prefect's bathroom. You just have, you to, just open have to open it, it underwater. Okay. And the prefect's bathroom is um, where you won't get disturbed. Because they don't have Why not? But, what about by other prefects? <laughs> Why would another prefect not just like no one ever comes in here? Well, there's quite a lot of prefects, aren't there? Yeah, there's two in each house. Oh, that's not that many. <laughs> yeah, but so they're like head boy and head girl. Or, there's no head boy and head no, girl. No, there are head boy and head girl. Are there? Yeah. Who? Well, not mine, aren't. No, they're, not, they're not there, are they? In the seventh year. No, they're busy camping. <laughs> Glamping. Yeah. Um, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I think. <laughs> Glamping to the muggle. (laughs) It's true that you are still taking a risk, but it's a less of a, it's more of a calculated risk, I think, than because they don't ever. There's no scene ever in Harry Potter's shower, like presumably the. Well, no, because it's a family film. (laughs) No, that's not my point. There's no scene where it's like tastefully done that you can't see anything, but he's just washing (laughs) his hair and he goes. <laughs> and he comes up with something. But would it work in a shower or does it have to be a bath? Because no, I think it has, it has to be, be underwater. Yeah. Maybe you get a little gurgling. No, I think you just get the screaming, don't you? Yeah, but you you'd hear a little bit because water would be getting in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe But do they have a shower? Yeah, <laughs> they must do. But where is it? Where would it be? I reckon. Do you reckon it's in? Do you reckon they have an ensuite? No, I within reckon. There? I reckon they like. What is it like? Six of them in a tower. I reckon they have one bathroom shared between six. And you think that's an ensuite into the room where they have the four poster beds? Oh. But what I don't get is because it's still an ensuite if it's to a dorm. I thought not. Maybe I guess. Because <laughs> they don't have. They don't ever change common room. They have the same one all the way through. Yeah. So what's going on with the other years? Well, it's done on a seven-year rotation, <laughs> surely. <laughs> well, do you think that's just for sake of ease? you think there'd be some kind of hierarchical system where the more you got you got a the nicer, school, you got a nicer dormitory? I mean, you're always in a castle, aren't you? So Everyone lives in the castle in Hogwarts. No one lives out. No. You don't do a little kind of... Well, maybe some people move into Hogsmeade. Yeah. <laughs> is it... How many people live in Hogsmeade? <laughs> We're, we're, this is a proper rambling <laughs> Harry Potter. But it is amazing that we've done so many episodes on Harry Potter, yet new questions <laughs> <laughs> come up come all the time. On. I would say Hogsmeade has a population of 3,000. That's too many. 2,000. Wait, let me see. Do you have a number? No, but I'm imagining hundreds. Hogsmeade has two pubs, and that might suggest about 2,800 residents. <laughs> However, those two so pubs... much conjecture in these articles. <laughs> However, those two pubs serve a substantial tourist trade as well as the locals, so the resident population of Hogsmeade is probably only around 2,000. So what did I say? To, is it what? Is it 2,800? I said 3,000, so I'm pretty pretty on the money. Oh, oh, it was trying to work out the British wizarding population. Okay. Just over 10,000. Oh, so and, and 2,000. Well, I suppose they do gravitate to all wizarding it's, settlements. It's the only all wizarding settlement in Britain. Godric's Hollow? I know, that's mixed. <laughs> I like that um, it said uh, it's perhaps most famous Godric's Hollow as where Harry and his parents lived when he was a baby, baby where they were murdered <laughs> and Lord Voldemort met his downfall despite this Harry did not visit until Christmas of 97 <laughs> it's like how rude of him not to go back to the place where his parents were murdered he should have gone back before really shouldn't he what at any time it is forbidden to park in Godric's Hollow between 1st of May and 30th of September how do they know that <laughs> 
What? <laughs> Why is that ever relevant? <laughs> Only about two characters in the whole series have got a car. <laughs> and that can fly as well. How do they know that? That is mad. Wait, <laughs> Maybe it's based on a real place. Maybe it is a real place. Godric's Hollow. <laughs> what are you... Are you got, is that still I'm on Harry so, Potter I'm wiki? I'm parking Godric's Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a really niche joke? <laughs> oh, well. Thanks to the graveyard's haunting being widely known, or at least widely believed, there are strict rules about parking. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a, that's that not a, that's not a sentence that <laughs> Why? Oh. We have to do an episode on Godric's Hollow. Godric's Hollow parking. That's mad though, isn't it? But why would, why would a haunted graveyard lead to a really strict rule on parking? Well, because they're not allowed to park there like... What, in the summer months? <laughs> that doesn't make sense, does it? July, yeah, July okay, that's but... the time when it's lighter. <laughs> why would you not be able to park there? What? Oh, yeah, I'm confused. You're annoyed as well, I can I'm, tell. I'm annoyed. <laughs> I am quite annoyed. Oh dear, well, let's get back to the Tri-Wizard Tournament. Yeah. Actually, the reason that we did this was because I've been thinking for quite some time. Um, it hasn't been like playing on my mind or anything. <laughs> keeping you up. It's keeping me up at night. <laughs> you I, keep returning to that I thought. think the Tri-Wizard Tournament has got to be the worst spectator sport ever. Yeah. Because first task... Okay, the first task is the best. Yeah. Because they're dragons, they've got to get past the dragons. Are they in the Quidditch pitch? I think it's done on the Quidditch pitch. Okay, yeah. so, so so task one, we're fine. Task two. Well, no, but even in the film, um, Harry flies off with the dragon, and they go, like, elsewhere. Do you remember the dragon sort of flies into the teacher's stand? Oh, yeah. Nearly killing them all. Yeah, but then you could argue that Quidditch isn't a very good... Surely they have... Do they not have magical cameras following the action? No, they don't. Play but. You sure? They've got the omnioculars, which are those really cool binoculars, but they can't, like, sort of... They don't have, like, a sort of... There's not, like, a moving camera that's following the action. No. So, in, well, in the film... In the book, it's less problematic. In the film, Harry... Of course, Harry has to ruin everything. just flies off, lures the dragon into the castle, and then it flies into a bridge or something and gets killed. Oh, right, yeah. Um, Wait, so the dragon? The dragon, yeah. Gets killed? I think the dragon dies in the, uh, in the film. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Cruelty to dragons. The second task is the worst for me. Yeah. Because it's literally, they, it, all they do, they, they assemble on a freezing cold February day, I think. Yeah. On the lake. They've got stands as well. Yeah. And they, all they do is they watch the champions dive into the water and that's it. They're underwater for an hour. Yeah. What do they do in that time? So... They don't have mobile phones. I'll refer you to a very popular spectator sport, running. Yeah. If you go and watch a marathon, yeah. you're stood by the side <laughs> waiting for your friend. I mean, admittedly, you're seeing other people running, but you're not very interested. You get 10 seconds of your friend running past, and you're like, oh. <laughs> well, I'm not a massive... I don't really get why people watch marathons either, but at okay. least there's something going on. But there are other sports where... Darts. I'm not a fan of darts, but at least there's something going on. Yeah. Chess, famously a, a great spectator sport. Well, again, you chess. Get the commentary. Two hundred and eighty pounds. Commentary. No, so because there can't be. I, I was going to say magic cameras again, but there can't be because it's underwater. <laughs> no, I think they're magic. So I think, but I it's think it's also it, the nineties, so cameras didn't exist. <laughs> they're magic. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they don't use stuff like that. They don't use electronics. No, true, but also because doesn't stuff happen under the lake that no one knows about? Yeah. 
Ludo Bagman is the commentator. Oh, and he's commentating. Yeah, he commentates on the first time. Speculatively. Maybe he does some improvisational comedy. Let's do that as a role play. You're Ludo Bagman. They've they've dived in. Yeah. They've dove in, dived okay. in. Yeah. Uh, Fleur, Victor, Harry and Cedric have dived in. Yeah. You've now got an hour to kill. Okay. I want to see how you start. You can do the dive as well if you want. Okay. I'll count you in. Okay. Three, two, one, and splash. There they go. Diving in. Right, okay. Uh, oh, God. I, I, I really think this part might be written out of the films. <laughs> I'm a bit worried that my part might be written out altogether. <laughs> That's a, I, I've really been shot in the foot there by being made a commentator of this awful... Yeah, they'll, they'll probably in the, Well, in the film of this, they'll probably... They'll probably just go underwater, won't they? <laughs> they probably won't even show any of this. Well, you could, uh, you could comment on the dives. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that was... Any, any Tom Daly fans in? No, he's a muggle. Great dive. Well, he's bronze. not born yet. Bronze. It's not, not the early 90s. Yeah. Who else is there? Torval and Dean, that's ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> but the elegance of, of Torval and Dean. <laughs> that's, that's the elegance. I guess, but some of them do, does some of them do anything before? Does Richter Cron transform into a shark beforehand? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good transformation, wasn't it? McGonagall watched it. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think they get updates from the Mer people. Oh, the yeah. The Mer people coming up and giving updates. So, so, oh, we're just going to hear from the Mer person. Oh, no, you could just tell me. <laughs> yeah, great. So that, that loosely translates. As, uh, they're all underwater. Grindelow's <laughs> left, right and centre. Yeah, no, I think they do have updates. So they probably, yeah... It's like commentary, and then there's updates, and then they probably but hype up all those Effectively, updates. you could stay in school, go to the library, get some work done, and just find out the results. Yeah, but you could say that of any sport. <laughs> no, but, no, but most sports you can watch. Well, yeah, but like... You yeah, can watch true. it actually happening. But, I mean, people do, you know, li- watch live updates of football, or they listen on the, ra- uh, the radio commentary. I guess you do get a commentary. The atmosphere, do you reckon? Is that what they're there for? But live tweets, yeah, they're there for the atmosphere, definitely. Do you think ch- there's chanting going on? Definitely, yeah. If you had to imagine <laughs> a chant, yeah, from from which school? Dermstrang. Dermstrang. Uh, there is a chant, I think, in the film that they do. He can talk. He's not dumb. <laughs> da 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 da. Victor Crumb. <laughs> Presumably, it would be in Bulgarian, though. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what does Bulgarian sound like? I don't know. So then, uh, the third, co- the third one. And the third task, they just um, go into the maze, and again, that's it. They see them go in. That's slightly more interesting because you can see the red sparks being yeah sent up if someone's got into a lot of trouble. I mean, I think it wasn't originally meant to be. It it it's a tournament, like, and then they were like, oh well, we might as well have people come along. So if uh, get some get some money in. If you were commentating, so are we assuming Ludo's going to commentate? Because I'm going to make you do it now. <laughs> so okay. So they've just gone in the maze. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, go. and um, Cedric, good start. Uh, I think he's gone left. Um, Harry's gone right, which is interesting. Um, Fleur Delacour is in next, and then there goes Victor Crumb. And yeah, they're all in the maze now. So um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I've been in the maze myself a few times. Well, you, I guess you could talk about what's in the maze. Yeah. Because that is sort of known, potentially. He's a judge as well. I mean, do they... Is it a conflict of interest him judging? Can they hear the commentary? The people in the maze? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a bit surreal, wouldn't it? No, I I think think... they they can for a little bit, but no, the maze sort of closes up on them. 
Yeah. And then they can't hear anything. Well, that was all okay, I was so, the film. Okay, so carrying on, you've seen... Uh, what is it? The Red Sparks... Red sparks. Oh, some red sparks going on. They're two different colour sparks, though. Green and red. Oh, no, actually. Green is. I don't know what green is. Someone's died. No. No, you're thinking of the Avada Kedavra curse. Yeah. Um, No, you're thinking of when they go into the the forest to find the unicorn. And and they send up green sparks. They found the unicorn, but red sparks, they're in trouble. Okay. That's with with Hagrid. Oh, right, in the first one. Yeah. Okay. This one, they just don't. It's just red sparks. Sorry, so I interrupted your... So, no, it's fine. Um... Commentary. Uh, so, red so Red Sparks. Oh, who could that be? Well, could be Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> could be could be anyone. Could be Harry. Um, we'll just go and collect them and see if they're okay. Uh, hopefully they're not dead. There's a few Dementors in there, um, which was a bit... Um, yeah, we had a bit of a discussion. Blast-Ended Scroots are in there. Yeah, big time. Which, uh, you know, we, we haven't talked about Blast-Ended Scroots All right, much. now you've got, you've got Hagrid to come on for a guest appearance <laughs> while you're commentating. Are you going to play Hagrid? Yeah. Okay, so I've got a guest expert here, Hagrid, to talk about the blast-ended scroots. Um, so how are they doing? Yeah, good. Yeah? You're not going to do the accent? No. Okay. Um, so where did you get them from? Because they seem very highly illegal. Uh, they're not highly because in the Triwizard Tournament, um, as we know, it's like the House of Commons. Um, you can Explain. You can't break the law. Something in like that. the tribe of the tournament. In the House of Commons, you can't break the law by something you say. Which, oh, really? Yeah, which is why you can, um, if there's a super injunction on something, I mean, it's mm. poor form, but you can say it in the House of Commons and you can't be punished. Oh, interesting. It's like a, a diplomatic immunity. I mean, it's not, oh, like, right. it's separate. And that so applies like, to the tribe of the tournament. Well, like, you're quite educated yeah. on this, Hagrid. Are you yeah. still in character as Hagrid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, very, really... he's very into muggle politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got big money on Brexit. Uh, so where did you come up with the so, name? Anachronistic. Um, Blast ended screw. Yeah. I didn't name them. But they're not real. As in, like, they're a, hy- <laughs> they're a hybrid creature. Of? Crab. Fire crabs. Well, when I, when, I, when I bred them, I just uh, thought, say what I see. And, like... I Blast thought, ended, yeah, but what's a scroot? Uh, it's onomatopoeic. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought it was maybe... sometimes when they're embarrassed, they go, scroot. I, I thought, because maybe you couldn't really... They're, they're quite inscrutable. What's that mean? Um, I'm in mean character. <laughs> I know what I mean. D- d- difficult to kind of, you know, get your head around. Scrutinise, yeah, yeah. To scrutinise. So, yeah, they, you couldn't scrut them. Yeah, that's good. For love and money. I mean, also, they, they breed like rabbits, so I've got too many. So they're, they're scruting quite a lot. Yeah, I've got 4,000. Oh, okay. So so you were only too happy to donate them yeah, to the Yeah, but they often burrow down into the ground. So there's probably some under our feet right now. <laughs> We're on a stage, though, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. But they, they breathe fire, correct? Yeah. And how big are they? How big do they grow? About this big. Okay. <laughs> good for a podcast. Yeah, good for, well, we're here. Yeah, um, okay, so very good. So, uh, but I was so like, is he long? doing it for a radio audience, or is this an interview for the, for the, for the, the spectators? So Hagrid's a very good, Hagrid. Um, now we've got um, uh, our expert on dark creature. What, what, what else is in the maze? I can't remember. Um, there's the a sphinx. sphinx yeah. Uh, so we've got our resident sphinx expert. Yeah. Uh, Professor Trelawney. Hey there. Um, sphinx is. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to be the worst. No. <laughs> so wh- where did you get this sphinx from? Because I guess sphinxes are quite sort of in your line of work. Uh, bought it on eBay. Ah, sphinx. Yeah, they they get sphinx they're very off. expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much? Because often. How much is the salary for a sort of a, a bog standard divination teacher? Um, or did you I'd use your divination budget? It. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, they gave the Sphinx in kind because the person wanted a, a tea leaf reading. 
Okay. So, but no, it's different. There's like different tiers. So if you if you get a very cheap Sphinx, it'll be riddles that everyone knows the answers okay. to. Like you might see on a magnet. Oh right. And okay. then and then as you get higher up, there more and more. And and the Sphinx we've got in the maze, these riddles have been made just for this tournament. Oh right. So is it a good one? Uh, yeah, it is the best. And what's the answer? I can't tell you that because okay. uh, I mean I know the maze is closed in on them, but <laughs> <they> just <laughs> in case, just in case they're, they're just here. yeah. The Sphinx. Okay. Is no, that's that's good, Professor. Well, very good. Um, yeah. And Dumbledore, um, we'll get you back for a little bit. Um, so have you sort of calmed down since Harry's name came out of the goblet? What do you mean? Well, you were very. I asked that calmly. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of ran at him. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, well... That was yeah. in the film version, which I, Ludo Bagman, I'm not in. So yes, I, <laughs> so, so, so. I don't know where we quite are right. in the world at the moment. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, in this, in this world, I said it calmly. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, maybe this is why you, you got cut from the film, because you you say impertinent comments to the headmaster <laughs> of the school. And so, you know... Oh, who would you have cast as Ludo Bagman, just out of interest? I think so. Kenneth Branagh would have done quite a good one, but he'd obviously already... Yeah, because there is quite there's a lot of similarities between the Gildory Lockhart and Ludo Bagman characters. Maybe a maybe a um, Colin. Oh no, he's in it. Colin Fur. No, Colin Farrell. Is he in it? No, he's not. I oh, know he's in the new one. No, definitely not. Oh yeah, he's a, he's the villain in the new one. Yeah, no, no, he's no. He, 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 you want someone slightly more buffoonish? I would say. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, Stephen Graham, maybe. Is that? Actually, he plays. He's in um, Pirates of the Caribbean Four. Yeah, maybe Ricky Gervais. Ricky <laughs> <laughs> Gervais. Gervais would have been a funny. Yeah, you'd have been. You'd have brought something interesting to the part. Or yeah. Steve Merchant potentially. Yeah. Oh wow! Well, I think from the um, comedy world. I think that's all we've got time for on this uh, this particular episode. Yeah. It's been an interesting, as I said, rambling debate. I can't. We. I would never have expected us to get into the parking situation in Godric's Hollow. <laughs> I'm still living. Before we started. Yeah, as my as my parents would be. Big shout out to them and. There at the moment, the Christmas market in Bath is making it difficult for them to park. So, so thank God they don't live in a, an area with a haunted graveyard. Yeah, that would just compound the issue. Well, um, so thank you very much uh, for listening. Stay tuned. Um, we're going to be making content uh, basically as much as we as we can. Yeah, it's going to be our differing schedules. Yeah, um, we're going to try and record a lot and try yeah. and get ahead of ourselves and try and get back to weekly. But it might be fortnightly. It's just going to be as and when, to be honest. So yeah. keep subscribed, keep a lookout, keep following us on the social media, the Twitter, the Instagram. We're still Think to the Brink with the number two. We're regularly mm-hmm. posting on that. We're still on Patreon at patreoncom think to the brink. As uh, we've obviously not been able to get any episodes out, we haven't been able to get any bonus content out. But they are all the old episodes, the past episodes on there. Yes. And support the show for simply two dollars a month. You can you can help us out and uh, yeah, uh, you know. Show your appreciation and your love and gratitude. and We really appreciate it. So until next time... It's goodbye from me, Will Baker. And me, Alex Prescott. And in the meantime... Don't don't forget forget to overthink. overthink.